Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Jan. That's Chris. And this is CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we're reviewing the surprise Sugar Babes album, The Lost Tapes. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Looking for an awesome global pop music podcast? Well, Shannon and I have the inside scoop with extensive experience performing on stage and working at record labels. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cctvpops and become a part of our amazing crew, including Lisette, Lily, Emily, Kevin, Deshaun, and Juliet. Yeah. Please subscribe now and let's explore the world of pop music together. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, guys, um, CCTV crew, y'all be killing it. Thank you so much for making our Sugar Babes Pop 101 episode our most highly viewed episode on YouTube to date. And if you haven't heard this episode, definitely go check it out after this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've filmed it way back in 2021, almost two years ago. So there has been many developments in the Sugar Babes world since then. Uh, but before we review the Lost Tapes, let's have a quick Pop 101 catch-up, you know, a little review. Mm. Um, so what have the Sugar Babes been up to since last we left off? <laughs> well, the last update we had was the release of Flowers, which you love. Yeah. In the fall of 2019. And the word soon is all us fans had to go on. We knew the girls were still together. We knew they finally got full rights to the Sugar Babes name mm. and trademark. It wasn't just wrapping paper, which is all they had before that. <laughs> but then that's all we had. It was just silence. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, we kind of were just all hoping. <laughs> Praying. Yeah. Like, Praying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I actually, you introduced him to me when I was there at MKS at the mm -hmm. point and then kind of coming back around. So, I mean, the girls had planned to do the One Touch debut album 20th anniversary release for 2020, but this was postponed for obvious reasons. And we would finally get it in October 2021. And the release not only included the remastered album, but also the B-sides, exclusive demos, alternative mixes, and even brand new mixes, remixes from MNEK and other prolific producers. And it hit the top 20 in the UK. Yes. And of course, I bought it. Yes. That's and right. I have since gotten it signed. But yes, um, the Sugar Babes also announced a ton of UK festival dates for 2022, including a slot at the legendary Glastonbury Festival, where they actually had to shut down the tent because too many people showed up. Whoever booked them put them in too small a spot. Mm -hmm. They should have been on the main stage, clearly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> um, and in addition, the group also announced a headlining UK tour for the fall of 2022 as well. Has. So at the start of the summer in June 2022, Flatline, the only single released by Mudia, Keisha, and Siobhan back in 2013, was finally back on streaming under the Shiga Babes name, not MKS, mm. which is nice. A true pop justice indeed. Yes. 
Then the headline tour started and the group went all around the UK and Chris flew over to see two shows and got to meet them. I did. Oh my gosh. It's still one of the best concerts I've been to maybe ever, actually. It was just such a good experience. Um, But yes, I did recap the whole experience in our 2022 concert recap episode. So if you want more details, definitely head over to that one as well. But to quickly summarize, they were extremely friendly. They spent so much time with each person at the meet and greet, which was awesome. The harmonies in real life were life-changing. And I was living my absolute best life alone. You know, like everyone around me was awesome. Shout out to all the fans Mm -hmm. for being amazing around me. And also apparently someone from their management was filming me during one of the shows because Keisha ended up putting a video of me on her story shouting me out. Yeah. Which is a little embarrassing, but awesome. I I appreciate I'm glad you guys noticed how much fun I was having. (laughs) <laughs> yes, honestly, as a singer, I would want a fan sitting there vibing. He was vibing, okay? He looked cute, so go <laughs> off. But, you know, during the tour, they actually ended the show with About You Now, which we didn't think they would ever perform. But they did. And the new version was also performed at the end of the year on TV, yes. which is cool. They fully reclaimed it. I think, yeah, it's interesting. I If you watch our other Pop 101 episode, I was like, I don't think Butia will ever want to sing this song. Right. But no. They did it and they sound amazing. Yeah, Harmonies they do. sound great. So mm-hmm. I love that. It's just so full circle, this yes. whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, as a gift to the fans at the end of 2022, the Sugar Babes released the Lost Tapes album, made up of recordings from the 2012 and 2013 sessions from when the group was still MKS, Mudia, mm-hmm. Keisha, Siobhan. And to add to the surprise, a week later, they actually released a deluxe version that featured three more tracks too. So the surprises just kept coming, which is just amazing. Um, so all of these demos of these songs had actually leaked years ago mm. um, as a super fan, as a diehard, you will all know, we all kind of knew these songs already. <laughs> um, but to actually have them officially released, yeah. mixed, mastered, under the name Sugar Babes, it's a beautiful full circle moment. As yeah. I said, it feels like this is what was always meant to happen. Like this album was never meant to be released under anything but the Sugar Babes name. Mm-hmm. And these songs can finally be streamed and purchased officially and we can actually share them to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's it. <laughs> this mini class is dismissed. Yeah, We can get on to our track by track review of The Lost Tapes. So we're going to go track by track and discuss the production, vocals, and lyrics and give our ratings for each song. The first song on the Lost Tapes is Drum, which was done by Keisha, Siobhan, and MNEK. Yes. So first off, I have to say before we even get into it, who was singing that first chorus? That is not one of them. If it is, it's Mutia maybe like with effects on it. Yeah. But someone answer me. MNEK, let us know. Can you imagine? Well, actually. It's an interesting choice if it isn't them. To leave, like, a session singer to start the album off. That's really cool. That's a cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Anyway, what do you think of drum? <laughs> you know what? As the title suggests, the song is full of drums. And a really fun percussion. I, I enjoyed it because I thought it's interesting to hear, like, a tone that's, like, really bright uh, with the high drums. And, like, there's, like, bass drums as well to root it down so it's not too much, like, bubblegummy. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, mm. like, they're grown women. They're singing about, like, this kind of interesting relationship kind of dynamic so it's not like oh yeah drums yeah look at when you beat that it's just really cool and still rooted which i like about them which you showed me like they're just very cool um because like push the button is kind of like sexy yeah right but i can't say that 
But this could be sexy as well. Like, this could. Beat that drum. Yeah. yeah, but it's not as like sway with the hips with the skirt. This is oh, more yeah, like yeah, grown yeah. women, you know? And I like that there's like a synth bass zapping through. It sounds like a club record, but like the lyrics are like part sad, part tantalizing. So I like that. And I love the like overload line. Yes, we love the throwback <laughs> to overload. Yes. I enjoy that for sure. And the little dance break moment. I wasn't expecting that because again, I, I just don't think they're going to sit there and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but. They could still groove oh, yeah. a little bit or give a little sway, yeah. you know? Shout out to whoever choreographed um, the tour. Mm-hmm. Did an amazing job. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Did they perform this? No. Dang it. But it should be on the now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should mm-hmm. be on the now. <laughs> oh, man. You know, um, now that I recognize everyone's voice, like, way better, um, I like that they switch a lot of the parts throughout the song. Like, listening to it, it just makes me realize, like, how much is lacking in, like, U.S. pop because it's, like, one lead singer. This mm. one, they're sitting there, your turn, your turn, pass the ball, alley-oop, harmonizing. And it's just, it's interesting because it's like every single time there's a, a switch in the verses or whoever's singing, the harmony stacks change too, to accommodate or like just to kind of compliment, rather not accommodate, to compliment whoever's singing lead. And I love that. I mean, listen, you give the rest of the alto girls help, okay? Her voice is good. Mm. It's so damn good. It's mind-blowing. Um, I always sit there and listen like this. You know, with the stank face. Because she's that good. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, you better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I appreciate it. But um, what about you? Because this one's kind of... Yeah. It's a cool start to the album. Yeah. Um, I think in m and post about the album release, he mentioned he was only 17 when he started working on this album, which is crazy. Um, And listening to his work through the times, like, this is already so unique and it's so signature. So to have, have him establish a sound when he was 17 is just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the production is so cool. Um, as a drummer, I, of course, appreciate a song about <laughs> drumming, but um, the way this was done is so cool because there's it's not just a drum set. There's so many different percussion sounds used and they're all syncopated in different ways. Yes. So they all play in different ways. So I'd be very curious how they would do it live, actually, with a live drummer mm. and how what they would use on a track and how they would incorporate live drums. Yeah, I think it'd be very interesting to see yeah. what they, they would do. But yeah, the build of the song is just really cool. And yeah, they really, this one really does take advantage of the three different tones as well. Um, I love the way the chorus harmony builds. Mm-hmm. Love it when you beat that jump. Yeah. Love it when you beat that. It's so good. It's so cool. And it changes each chorus as well, mm-hmm. the way they do it. Um, and then, of course, just when you think it's over, you get that little, little like reggae-like yeah. outro with Siobhan's extra verse, and that mm-hmm. kind of slower BPM. I love the outro. Mm-hmm, what do too. you think of that? You know, I yeah. like that because, again, it just keeps giving. Yeah. It, the, the song is over in a sense. Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. It's like kind of carrying you. you. You don't ever leave the club like we're just running out. you kind of like, oh, the music's still mm-hmm. bumping. That's what it feels like. You're leaving the club, but you're still like, yeah. eh, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know, you got brunch, you know, mm-hmm. like it's giving that. So I like it. I like the oohs and the ahs. Because mm-hmm. honestly, like this group really just right off the bat, like listening to them, they don't need a lot of production. No. They are the feature. They are the instrument. And that, the ooh, ah, is kind of like barbershop a little bit because of, ooh. Yeah. You know, like that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So again, like, it just shows how they sound together, what Mm -hmm. they can do with their voices, and so many ways you can flip talented, Mm -hmm. harmonic people. You know what I'm just saying? Take Mm -hmm. notes, y'all. But yeah, see, I just (laughs) love an unexpected moment, you know? And it, it, it's satisfying as yeah. well. It's not like a, what is that? Like, why is that there? It's more like, ooh, mm-hmm. it's a surprise and it's good. Anyway, what do you rate this one? Dang it. off strong. Yeah. Okay. I will give it, oh my God, an 8.5. Okay. I'm going to go 9. I knew you were going to do that. Dang it. 
All right. Up next is the reason why I didn't give it a nine. Oh, <laughs> it's Flatline written by Keisha Mutia Shaban and Dev Haynes, a.k.a. Blood Orange. She would yeah. love that name. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like an actual fruit? It is. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> this song is, uh, man, it percolates. Like, dum, 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 mm-hmm. dum. You know, I'm not me making the terrible sounds. Like, if you're new here, I do that. It's never good. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting because like you have chords in the beginning, a simple little tambourine. It sounds so like not serious, but it, it's almost mildly intense because mm. the drums or the percolating percussion is kind of like lighthearted. But then they go, doom, doom. they're like, oh, what the hell's happening? It gives some type of energy. And then you get this soft sung verse. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the song builds so nicely in the sense where it's like. You can tell the difference distinctly between the sections. The drums increase in the pre-hook, making things sound a little bit more 80s-ish. And then the chorus gets this driving guitar. And by the time you get to the bridge, it's this anthemic, like, just leave this whole thing alone. You know what I'm saying? And it just feels really cool. And then you put those harmonies, you're taking to the moon and the stars and all the places where, you know, deities listen and take notes from mm. the Sugar Babes. Because it's just like, their harmonies, I always, I always like kind of try to figure out which one I want to hit. Because it sounds so good. Mm-hmm. The top is good. The middle is good. Bottom is Everything is just good, right? And mm-hmm. um, again, I think what's interesting is just like, Keisha sings in the part of her voice. Because when she comes in at certain points, I'm like, oh, She sings in the part of her voice that's like my blend, almost. She lives there. Like, mm-hmm. she has a full condo, you know, flat going on in that area. And it's like, it's thick, but it's still kind of light. And I love like brown girls and pop doing that because it's like full of technique. And it's still bright. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, not as like soulful, like a soul singer, but she has the training where she can do the runs, still give you emotion, but it still sounds very bright where she can do the top harmonies or switch with Shimon. And, you know, so I think Mm -hmm. that's really interesting. And uh, I love the acoustic version because you showed me that. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Mm -hmm. Oh, so chill. I get chill like on my arms. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. blend. Someone actually did ask me like, what makes a good blend mm. and i showed him them immediately <laughs> and i was like look at how they're all breathing together lip flap every closing. yeah they're mm-hmm. pronouncing every word exactly the same way they're really watching the volume like mm-hmm. it's kind of all these things you're just adjusting to each other yeah um the vibrato comes in together like it's yeah it's just amazing and, and it comes so naturally to them it looks like it feels like yeah um but yeah, first off, Justice for Flatline. <laughs> you know, this song, it came out in 2013, right? This is mm-hmm. the only one that was released as a single mm-hmm. with this lineup back then. And they really didn't have any opportunities with it. People didn't know what to do with them without the Sugar Babes name. The, the nostalgia, I think, just also wasn't really there yet mm-hmm. as well. So anyway, I'm so happy that this has its kind of second life mm-hmm. and now can, again, be re-released under the Sugar Babes name and like just get another moment. And it had a great moment on the tour as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this song is interesting. I just love the lyric. Like, yeah. I can feel a flat line. There ought to be a wave. That's such a cool mm-hmm. metaphor that yeah. I would never have thought of. Yeah. And while the lyrics are sad because they are just realizing that this relationship just like lost its spark. Yeah. There's also something very like kind of hopeful and positive about mm-hmm. the way it's produced in the melody. Like almost like this realization is like almost like a weight lifted off the shoulders. And this is like their release. Like, oh, I understand what's been going on. Right. So that it's it just feels really deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Um, I love the men that come in and sing that. Oh. Yeah, very interesting. Like, again, just like a, 
a surprise moment. Like the first yeah. time I heard it, I was like, whoa, like what's that? Yeah. Um, but at the concert, it was a great sing-along moment. They yeah. do a little, you know, double clap with it the as well. The drums change there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, and again, it really builds in that bridge as well. So that is just a cool songwriting choice, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and then, yeah, there's actually a four-part harmony in this chorus. Moody actually has two mm -hmm. little moments. Okay, um, and yeah, shout out to all three of them. But yeah, Mutia and the Lowe's, it's just insane. Like we, we were watching other girl groups, like K-pop girl groups and other just Western girl groups. And we were like, no one, no other group has a voice like that that can ground it down so beautifully and so in such a full way yes it's really amazing and uh, yeah it's just like they're everyone like i can see why mutia is often included in like best girl group members or like most i don't know most important girl group members or something like that like it's insane how mm -hmm. amazing her tone is because people ears catches all the time it's just fine the soprano the high voices yeah, yeah but yeah. don't remember that there's something like this not missing but when you have something rooting it in to mm -hmm. kind of like complete that little triad moment it's like oh my god it's so satisfying like your ears might kind of tingle yeah it's literally like a physical experience oh. if you don't feel something when you hear a harmony or like mm -hmm. your singer singing together they got it boo mm -hmm. y'all got it and hearing it live oh. oh it's just insane anyway <laughs> they do have a music video for this it was filmed in venice beach yeah. in california so every time i go to venice i'm like oh my god this is a flat line yeah. but what do you think of the video because for me I think I've grown to like it more now. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, I do not understand mm. like how this matches the song. Mm -hmm. um, but going now going into it and kind of feeling that this is the release, it is almost like a, I'm going on vacation and I feel I feel like this release, like I feel free. Yeah. You yeah. know, I so I understand like, yeah. it more. And I like certain some of it's like really beautiful the way it's done, mm -hmm. like with the like the marching band that goes along the car. Um, some of the shots are cute. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think of it? I think the way it was filmed is what makes it feel um, not guerrilla style. I won't go so far. Kind of guerrilla style in the sense where it's just like someone just picked up a VCR camera and was just like filming girls having a good time, you know. Mm. And on top of that, that was like their first time visually being together, right? So to have like a serious like, oh, look, your backs to each other. It would have been a little <laughs> bit too much, right? So they look, we're back together. Like everything else didn't work out. We work. Mm. We're having fun. Like I said, that gorilla style really adds to it because it was just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also kind of leans into that lightheartedness that I hear with the percussion. Like, dun, 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 dun. it gives that, yeah. not 80s, 90s. It just, that There's sweet kind of spot. 80s, 80s kind of thing to yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah, sweet yeah. spot. Even the way they were dressed was like, I think one of them was wearing a beret. Was it Keisha? Mm. Like, she looked cute. Like, everyone was looking really cute. The hair, the glasses. Like, everyone was living their best life. Mm -hmm. Which is, makes the song... Not confusing, but like, oh, you guys are singing about some sad stuff right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. But the, mm -hmm. them on the beach, like, walking with the marching band, I was like, I don't know if I'll go back. Is that back? I like the video. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's growing on me. Yes. Um, and it stands out visually as well among the Sugarways videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what do you rate this one? I guess I'll go first. This is the clear 10. <laughs> yeah. It's a 10. I ain't hitting the right notes, but yeah, it's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
The next song is Love Me Hard, which was done by Keisha, Siobhan, Ian James, and Biff Stannard, who is a CCTV favorite songwriter. Lots of Kylie and Spice Girls credits in there, yeah. so we love to see him on here for sure. And he's on a lot of the album as well. Oh, um, but yes, this was one on the tour set list. Nice. And I was very excited because when these leaks happened, this was for sure one of my favorites mm -hmm. from the beginning. I love how percussion heavy the production is. That, dun, 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 that yeah, dun, low dun, dun, drum dun, 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 grounded kind of thing. Dun. It really balances how delicate the vocals are and mm -hmm. how vulnerable the melody mm. is. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when I heard that Biff worked on this as well, I was like, oh my gosh, that dun, 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 it sounds like two become one. Oh, yeah. That outro, that oh the production choices, even the, the style and the way it's written, it sounds like some of the Spice Girl stuff he's worked on. So I was like, whoa, like this is probably why I love this song. Um, but yes, going back to the vocals, though, like mm -hmm. Siobhan, the way she starts it with the, the really mm -hmm. vulnerable tone where it's like, it's not breathy, but it's just above that. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful and so delicate and really adds so much emotion to it. Mm -hmm. um, so her tone is just one of my absolute favorites in pop in general as well. And she leads the chorus on this one as well, which is which is great. And of course, we have to shout out Keisha <laughs> on that bridge. Um, that was one of the standout moments on the tour as well. Like that always got a huge reaction when she hit those notes. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this one's definitely up there as one of my favorites. What do you think? Yes. You know, it's so funny because you're like, oh, I heard two become one. I just say like, yeah. Yeah. I hear a little bit like slow because the way that goes like, um, do, 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 do. Yeah. and I was like, <laughs> oh, interesting. You know? But not in a way where it's like, oh, God, but it was like an R&B-fied version where it felt a little bit more, I guess, emotional. It's interesting how you can make a drum sound really emotional. Because mm -hmm. people don't think rhythm, instrument can generate that kind of thing. But it does really well. Um, but again, it sounds I could be reaching, but it just sounds a little somewhat, not in a bad way. Um, the chords in the chorus and the synths are so dark and dramatic, which is like, I think they do it really well. Like, they can sit on top of something that sounds really dark and not sound like they're being bogged down by it. Mm. Because, I guess, because they have a lighter voice like Siobhan kind of lifting a little bit. So when they're coming off of that high and then Muti comes in, she goes, <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, who hurt you? Like, it's just like, oh, Like, something about, like you said, the way they're singing is um very vulnerable sound. You can hear the rasp. Mm -hmm. like the, <sighs> I sound crazy. Um, But the point is you can hear it. And it's interesting because, like, there's no crazy melisma. And a lot of singers feel like, oh, I have to go for me to emote. And it's like, no, you just, you can still give chills by performing it properly and understanding the assignment. And mm -hmm. they totally do. And like you said, Keisha's part makes me want to go out and stand in the dang rain and sing to whomever. Just very much like bearing your soul a little bit. Not me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you can't see I'm like bearing my, my soul to Chris, but not really. But yeah, it just, it's, I. <laughs> you. But yeah, no, I, I do enjoy it. Um, I think me and my emotional stuff, I was sitting there like, oh my God. <laughs> I can only imagine what, if you were like really feeling that kind of way, what it means to you. My point is, I just like, it's not cheesy. Lastly, I do like the whole like feel of the song because it sounds like someone's like braving a storm. It sounds ominous. Maybe that's like the fear. Yeah. And then the way they're singing throughout the song is them overcoming it. And yeah. You can hear it. And I like all the, the BGVs again. Those add layers in the chorus mm -hmm. that make it sound almost just like a not again, not, not ominous, but I guess that's a fear. Yeah. Being personified in a mm -hmm. way. 
So I think I'll give it a, uh, I'll give it a nine. Love me hard. I'm going to give a 10. Next up is Summer of 99 by Siobhan, Jim Elliott, and Chazanay from All Saints. We actually talked about her on our Black Women in Pop. We should definitely do it All Saints. Episode. We've had a lot of requests for the All Saints Pop 101, so that's on our list for sure. Okay. So heck yeah. Heck yeah. Stay subscribed, everyone. Jim wrote for Foxes, Ollie Murs, and Kylie, and so much more. And he also produced the horror that is Girls Aloud's Beautiful Cause You Love Me. We're just going to gloss over that one. <laughs> All right. So first off, big shout out to Shaznay. I love that she wrote for the Sugar Babes. I feel like the Sugar Babes were always kind of like the younger sister to All Saints. So mm. just having her get involved in this is just awesome. And I hope if they work on new music as well, that Shaznay comes back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one's a fun one. I think the guitar heaviness and kind of rock structure of it mm-hmm. reminds me kind of about you now actually mm-hmm. so this is almost a part two of that which is interesting mm-hmm. um especially since you know this is Mutya and Siobhan on it now and the fact that actually Siobhan is the only member right, that wrote right, it yeah. as well so that's very interesting um I feel like Siobhan's solo stuff was so different yeah. so it's all every time she I know she's a member of the Sugar Babes but the Sugar Babes sound was very different even when she was in it so to have mm-hmm. her do these kind of brighter songs is just very interesting yeah. Um, but yeah, it totally fits into the later Sugar Babes kind of 3.0 era. Like it could mm-hmm. fit on the Change album mm-hmm. or like a B-side from that yeah. era. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I will note a lot of fans actually felt that this demo, oh, the demo that had leaked of this song mm-hmm. years ago was a little punchier. The higher harmonies were a lot high, were a lot louder. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the energy is lost actually a little bit in this final mix. Mm-hmm. I actually don't mind it, but mm-hmm. a lot of fans don't love that. Um but I think to kind of match the tone of the album, I kind of understand oh. that choice to kind of yeah. chill it out slightly mm-hmm. um, so it's not too bright. Um, and I think the chillness of it almost makes it feel less youthful. It almost makes yeah. it feel more nostalgic. Yeah. Which and So it adds to kind of what the lyrics are conveying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? This song didn't do for me. <laughs> it, it didn't click for me. And like you said, it did have about you now kind of vibes and like the changes. And I think that's when personally, even when we were doing our review, like looking back on our review, we were quite nice. But I don't remember being like, wow, this is giving, me, you know, um, taller, more ways. Wait, taller, more ways? You mean about you now? Like I'm just like the earlier albums, like that song, like changes that album. It was a, little, a lot poppy, bright synth kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. And it wasn't like their other yeah, stuff yeah. so for me it's like i get what you're saying i hear it but i just didn't like this one as much as i wanted to mm. and that's the thing because it doesn't take the track from their talent like in the verses they sound good um i like mutya kind of singing over that like rock like beat i like hearing that. i like hearing raspy any kind of like runs or anything over kind of like you know driving drums and such and driving guitars and such i like it um but yeah the chorus i don't care for it maybe it's the bells and the twinkles that Twinkle, twinkle. I don't care for that. Um, but yeah, it just... Hmm. And then the summer of summer of nine. I, I just can't with yeah. that kind of... Because it's... Say they had to sit there and do like some crazy vocal acrobatics here, but I just felt like it was a little just like fillery. Just kind of summer of summer of summer. It, it felt mm. like... um Not a soundtrack, but it felt like a, a jingle in a sense for me. Um, just to kind of throw it in there, I was saying summer of summer of summer. Like they've done repetitive choruses so much better. Mm. I just think this is the way it was written. Um, like I said, the bridge feels fun and it does feel nostalgic. Like I feel like I'm at a graduation or kind of just, you know, it's fun. And I think there's even some like live sounds of them like chatting and all mm-hmm. that stuff like that. So it feels natural. Like they yeah. were having a good time. 
but Flatline did bright just as well. There's other songs on this album that does bright even better. Yeah. Um, I get the sentiment, but it's not my fave. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to give this one an eight. How about you? I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah. Okay. All right, so moving on, we have Boys, which was done by Keisha, Siobhan, Shaznay, M&E-K, Biff Standard, and Ash House. So all these people coming together now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did also, well, Keisha actually randomly uploaded a clip of Boys way back 2013 of mm-hmm. them singing in acapella. So that, mm-hmm. I remember that happening because it mm-hmm. came out of nowhere and it was a very exciting time to be a fan. To suddenly be like, oh my gosh, they're back and have new music. Right. Um, so I always think of that still when I hear this song. But yeah, what a dream team. Yeah. You know? What a dream team of interesting, producers. Yeah, interesting producers, different styles coming together. You can kind of hear it mm-hmm. in certain points, but it doesn't clash in a way where I'm like, oh, this is like a Xenomania or like a K-pop random mix-up thing, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting to have yeah. big names or like semi-big or like M&E-K, as you said, was super young. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, so you had mentioned that, you know, they do bright on other songs other than Summer 99. And this is one where I feel they really succeed. This mm-hmm. song is a total bop. Yeah. Um, very memorable. It really stands out in the project. Like, I think every time it comes on, it really does kind of hold its own. And mm-hmm. I think it's an obvious single choice. I don't mm-hmm. think they're doing singles off this, but, you know, I think it, it could totally work. Um, but I just love how sassy it is. The structure is really interesting as well. Yeah. You don't actually get the chorus till halfway into the song. It's very rare in a pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of love that. Um and yeah, just a really fun, fun layers and stuff. The way it's done, the choices are just really cool and mm-hmm. unique. Um, and again, the harmonies are just amazing in this. So yeah, what do you think? You know what? Like I said, they didn't write her better when they put her right after. Um, uh, it's interesting now hearing Siobhan sing these sassier tracks. Like you said earlier, so I was like, oh my God, I was like freaking out physically because I'm like, I literally say that. Because it's just, when you think of like round, round or like hole in the head, it's very much like in your face, like, mm, boy, mm, yeah, that's right, boy, you know? We didn't get that really, you know? Well, they were very young. Exactly. Yeah, the first round. You know? So to hear it, it's so funny because she fits that tone. Boy, step. You know, it's not bratty, but it's just that as if. Like, Mm -hmm. God, please. And I like that, you know? Um, And I do think it sounds like something Little Mix could sing because of the brighter tone. That do And again, the drum pattern, the little kick drum pattern is like Black Magic, but not in a way where it's like, you know? Um, Wait, did Black Magic come out? Because again, these were recorded in 2012, so this might actually predate, right? Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. We need to check. Double check. We got to listen to our Little Mix Pop 101 one again. <laughs> <We are right. laughs> Oops. Oh, speaking of, how does Little Mix ever cover Sugar Babes? Like they mention them when they're. On. I don't think so. They just shout them out in their Brit Awards. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, which could you imagine what they could have done with like the four voices at the time? Because this song for me just gives Little Mix, and there's certain tones that I hear, like with Siobhan, that I could hear Jade Thurwall. Mm. singing and i was like oh my gosh like it would i mean if you think about the collaborators oh yeah i mean a lot of them have worked yeah yeah with them as well so it totally makes sense it'd be awesome and i think i like the way the drum patterns change throughout this song like i said you can hear the different influences hear the different styles but they don't clash like it's the same drum but in different kind of patterns like we go from like mia to like Kind of like Nicola doing like, you know. Oh, the beat of my drum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then we get like this Sherelle's Carol King breakdown. Like, do, 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 do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking that's like a Biff thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I like the interloping and the changing because it's just that bass drum is that main pulse point. Rhythm's different, but the song is still 
cohesive so you can latch onto it and still stay engaged but also be like oh that's different like you said Mm -hmm. with yeah the the percussion in this whole album is really interesting Mm -hmm. like a lot of the production like you mentioned is quite bare it really relies on their harmonies on their vocals to kind of carry the whole thing and the drums are really the only thing that kind of keep it all kind of together and it's really pushed forward in a lot of these mixes so it's very interesting yeah yeah all right so what do you rate this one Ooh, it's so hard. Try not to be too generous, but also not too too like rough either. Okay. I will give this one a nine. Okay. I will also go a nine. <sighs> yeah. Up next is Metal Heart by Keisha Mutia, Siobhan, Paul Sims, and Cameron McVeigh. Mm. Um, yes, this one sounds different from the others. Uh, it's in your face with the drums, but it also sounds like some techno boom bap kind of thing. So I think that combination of like the EDM-ish sound and that hip hop makes it cool, but also danceable. Because for me, I was just like, okay, it's giving like 90s. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And then it still has electronic elements, which makes it sound really cool to me. Um, one thing about them is like these lyrics are sad and it's about like a one-sided kind of romance but they don't sound pathetic i've always appreciated that they would be like you know i'm sad about this or like whatever i need to be stronger like whatever the song was about even with singing about a boy in overload but it wasn't like about a boy like strictly they've never sound like i hope he you know chooses me or like he picks me or like it's like you don't want me i acknowledge that i feel that i want to live in it and sit in it and there's no happy ending um, I do enjoy that because it's like it's interesting to to hear them sing about like a love that's just not working out and like them feeling that pain because a lot of people don't do that because it's just like I'm sad I'm having existential crisis. Some people don't want to admit that this mm-hmm. person has done it and they understand it and they like like what you said earlier about what, for one of the songs. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of layers on the the verse vocals and. Like, I notice a pattern with, like, the bridges. I can expect to be taken to a whole other plane on the soundscape because it's just, again, it's meant to elevate. Like, that middle eight, that bridge, whatever you want to call it, is not supposed to just be like, oh, here's a stripped-down version of what we were working on before, like, 16 bars prior. It's boring, right? Um, And speaking of planes, I will not lie. I don't love the whole, like, it's a crying shame the way you play me, so I'm using my parachute. That Mm. Because there was no, like, anything to kind of lead into that. I'm like, parachute, I get it because it's like, you know, a relationship is like nosediving, but there is nothing for me lyrically to latch on to mm. to bring that together. I'm not saying you have to like make a reference to a plane before I'm talking about a parachute, but for me, I don't know what came before okay. it to go. I mean, that line didn't really. Okay, interesting. That's, that's the only line. That's if I had to complain, we're talking about lyrics, right? If I had to complain, like just nitpicky, the parachute thing, I was like, okay. But the song, the whole song is full of metaphors. So I feel like that doesn't like. I know it's not like terrible, but for me, if I had to like nitpick, I was like parachute. Okay, interesting. Okay, like, um, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna be honest. Actually, back when this leaked, it mm. never really stood out to me at all. I never really mm. went back to it very much. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, on this record, it's suddenly become a huge highlight for me. This oh. is like the biggest grower for me. Mm. Um, Cameron McVeigh has written a lot of my favorite Sugar Babe songs, actually, and also some All Saints ones as well. Like he wrote Never Ever. Oh. Um, so he's mm-hmm. he's also been in charge of a lot of my favorite pop songs ever. So mm-hmm. thank you, Cameron. Um, but yeah, I think obviously the song's called Metal Heart. Yeah. But um, the metallic production is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it almost sounds like they when they mixed it, they like put the whole song through like a metal tube or something. Because the way 
everything just sounds so metallic, like yeah. the production choices and their vocals as well. Mm-hmm. And just kind of everything. It's really, really cool the way mm-hmm. it's produced. Um, and the lyrics are sad and, and you can feel the f- frustration in the way that they're singing it. Mm-hmm. But again, that metallicness then kind of adds this whole other layer to it where, I don't know, it, it takes away some of the emotion, but then they're singing so emotionally. So it's just a really interesting dynamic. Yes. Yeah. Warm, to, warm, actual warm voices yeah. with like that kind of tinny sound yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. takes the, the, makes it cold. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like brings the two together in like this weird icy hot yes. moment. Okay, it's I'm, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love the way the verses are structured. You mentioned the the way the vocals are layered. Mm-hmm. Siobhan doing those harmonies, she naturally can make her voice kind of tinny as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. So then her singing on top of Mutya and Keisha, who are warm, naturally warmer, a really, really cool dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a really awesome way to do it. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I love the way they <laughs> enunciate the chorus. Because, you know, we're American. We've been saying metal heart, right? Mm-hmm. Which they sing. Metal. Yeah, because it's yeah. like. Yeah, metal. They say metal mm-hmm. and also metal mm-hmm. and then petal. Mm-hmm. So they have to like make sure that's enunciated, which I, I think people do in certain British accents as well. Yeah. Like they say mm-hmm. metal, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. Weird. You're so right. But yeah. it's just funny. It stands out to me as an American. And so when I sing along, also, I'm like, metal. metal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I just think that's really funny. I also love how in this chorus, it's three part harmony, mm-hmm. but they made them all kind of the same volume. So there's not a main melody it's just one throat just yeah it's kind of like all three kind of interwoven <laughs> so when you sing along you always have to be kind of careful which one you're following it's very interesting i love this song i this song is definitely the biggest grower for me mm-hmm. um i will give it a 9.5 you're right it is a grower like when i first heard it, i was like meto with the meto yeah. i kept singing i was like mm. when i listened to it again i was like okay. so um i will though give it okay i'll give this one a an 8.5 the next song is Beat Is Gone, which was done by Keisha, Siobhan, Ash Howes, Biff Standard, and Wayne Hector. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You know what? This song is why I'm willing to get dragged in the comments for the last rating I gave. Because it's like, with this album or the song that they were working on, they made one song and then made another song that does it, if not better, just as well, yeah. or at least in a different kind of sound. And it's just like, this song. Okay. You know what? I felt I knew like I felt like I knew the song before working on this episode though, and I think maybe you have just played it because mm. I, I I was like I'm like why do I know that? Right? It's a good song and it's very catchy in a way. Um, it's not like um complicated first of all, and second of all, it's just very something. Beat is gone, gone, gone. I like that part. That part like really sticks out to me. Um, and I do like the uh the drums in here. It feels militant in a sense. Um, almost like you're fighting for the love and it's just it's not working at this point. Like it just feels very much like marchy for me, but not in a bad way. It sounds like a drum line because you have the horns. Um, and it again, it's just like it's sad that you don't see your loved one fighting for the relationship in my mind, right? And Shabam in that first verse, like put some stink in like soul. And she said something. I was like, she had like a little twang mm-hmm. right in her voice, and I'm like, ooh. That's what it takes. You sing your song. And that's what I mean, like vocal dynamics. We're talking about certain singers having like a one note kind of voice. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you can sing really prettily. But if you don't add a little growl or a little Mm. twang on your A or like just change your vowel sounds, what are you doing? Except just reading lyrics off a page. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. And then you have Keisha's vocals in the the chorus. Like my heart, like you can hear like the vocal breaks. 
Um, and mm. some of the lyrics that stood out were like, did you read my mind because you played on all my fears? Which is really sick because a lot of people do do that. Like you open up to them mm. and then they still like take advantage of that. Um, I was addicted to the rush. Something in your touch now. I can't even dance alone. That I was like, holy crap. Because so many people don't realize they're getting caught up in something until they don't have that person. And it's just like, how do I function without that? You know? So again, the beat is gone. The, the, the happiness that I had with you is no longer there. How do I find that again? And I appreciate that. Like, that got me in my damn feelings. I was like, girl. I mean, but how much of us, like, give too much to the wrong person and not realize it, right? So the line distribution is amazing. Mm. The harmony sacks are good. And the outro still giving, and it fades out. There's no but. Mm -hmm. Again, it adds to the whole, like, ethos of the song. It just makes you think, like, oh, my God, like, your love just died and the song dies out. Like this, mm. Too Lost in You now has a powerful cousin once removed in this dance. Okay. Mm. I'm just saying. Interesting. So, yeah, I like this. Yeah. What about you though? I don't think I love it as much as you do. Ah! I love it. I love it. But Sugar Babes have so many amazing ballads. The standard's really, really high. Yeah. So that's very interesting. First off though, I have to shout out the song Never Gonna Dance Again from the Change album mm. because lyrically it's literally the same concept. Um, which is interesting. But of course, that one was like a crying in the clubs and a mania banger. <laughs> this one's like a beautiful, sad ballad. Mm -hmm. But they're like, they're they're together. I will say I would love an actually more if like a piano version of this mm -hmm. or something. Because mm -hmm. I think the whole idea of the beat being gone. But then in the production, the beat is pretty much there the whole time. Except oh, okay. for one of the choruses, mm -hmm. I think near the bridge. Mm. So I was kind of, I feel like. For me personally, I might actually feel it more if there were no drums at all, like no percussion away. at mm -hmm. all in mm -hmm. the entire song, because that would emphasize the fact that there's no beat. Mm. Yeah. So I would love like an acoustic version. You, we've mentioned MTV Unplugged, but like, can you imagine them doing an MTV Unplugged? Please, let's make this happen. Um, but yeah, I think this is just such a beautiful vocal showcase you've mentioned already. Um, and I like that the chorus is just Keisha. Mm -hmm. Like really, there's, there's other harmonies throughout it, but I like that this one's different. It's not a three-part harmony chorus. It really lets Keisha shine and lets the other two shine in their moments as well. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. And yeah, just the way that they're, every single word, mm -hmm. there's thought put into mm -hmm. how they're emoting it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, absolutely beautiful. But like I said, not one of my favorite Sugar Babes ballads. Oh yeah that's why i like our show though because like he's like a super fan right like he knows from the beginning mm. me i just had to learn like a year ago and i'm still kind of yeah, getting yeah, used yeah. to it and feeling my own personal like tastes mm. and matching it up together so i'm curious to know your rating well i still like it no, just, so yeah curious, i will though. give it an eight how about you well see i would give this one a nine because for me it's a little bit better than metal heart up next is no regrets by keisha siobhan ben harrison felix howard harry craze hugo Chegwin. Ian James and Luke Juby. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I love this. First off, they did an acoustic version mm -hmm. on the Google Plus sessions way back in 2013. Mm -hmm. I have watched that video and ripped that audio <laughs> and listened to it so many times. I know I know that version so well. Um, mm -hmm. So it's almost weird for me to actually listen to the recorded version because oh. I know the live acoustic one so well. Um, and I've shared that performance to literally everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, oh, you mm -hmm. need to watch that if you yeah. haven't. But, you know, we've been working on a Pop 101 about the girl group Eternal. So yeah. look out for that. And they had a lot of gospel influence. 
And this song, we talked about kind of that in, in current music. And yeah. this song lyrically does feel very spiritual, mm -hmm. but production wise, not so much. Yeah. Um, so that's maybe where this kind of more spiritual kind of thing kind of creeps into more modern music, which is interesting. Um, I, again, love how heavy the drums are because, again, it just really grounds it down. The lyrics are very positive mm -hmm. in this one. So the production makes it just feel a bit more pensive and more internal and reflective mm -hmm. and keeps it from being super cheesy. <laughs> right. Because yeah. you, you sing like I choose life mm -hmm. like that could that could end up being very cheesy mm -hmm. depending on choices made. So I think they did a really great job with that. And I love the way the strings build through it. Um, but yeah, the chorus melody mm -hmm. in this is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah. love that. It's so effective. And of course, the three part harmony is flawless. Um, so, yeah, this one, I think because of the acoustic one and because I have a I just hammered that for mm -hmm. so long this one I, I have deep connection to this mm -hmm. one i think um there is an extra ad libby thing that siobhan does in the acoustic one that's not in the recorded one Ooh. and again because i'm used to the other one i like it's weird that it's not in the recorded one so i miss it a little bit it's a treat but yes <laughs> what do you think of no regrets um this uh you know what's so funny I, again I, i'm a very romantic person I'm, I'm not sure if people got that at all but uh yeah i got not two lovers. I mean, that's a little bit too much of a strong word, but people who have found each other and they found peace in someone else. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote down in my notes, like I find I find it like in and out of lives and they finally found each other. Like that part in the movie where they like stopped being like. Is this song about a relationship? It's song? not. But OK, hang on. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Give me give me a second. There's there's a point to this. Y'all bear with me before y'all go type it in the comments. But yeah, for me, it just felt like the in and out of lives and like finally coming together, like living without worries. Like they both create the life they wanted so they can come together as healthy people. But on a more realistic note, if I think about them as a group, it feels like a reunion song, right? Like I don't want to feel like I'm hiding. I don't want to listen to silence. Like maybe each member for me, just storytelling in my head, they were left. They left or were pushed out in the group in some way or another. And they finally get to tell their story the way they want to. They choose life. Like they choose life together. Like even interpretation oh yeah whatever you know what i'm saying but like for me it just feels like coming together and like getting rid of all like the negative things in your life yeah it can be spiritual i do hear that as well but just me like first off the bat like blind listening that's what i got from it and i was like mm. oh my god it's really touching because i think about their history ladies if that's not what it's about that's fine too but for people like i said lyrically speaking i heard it and i was like because I think he says something about, like, do we breathe the same breath? That's what made me think about two lovers. Like, are we on the same page? Are we on the same accord? Are we on, are we copacetic, essentially, but, like, beyond that? Are we harmonious? Mm. And that's what I think about, like, lovers or friends or them as group members. Uh, and like you said, because of the spirituality, I heard, like, the bridge going to church. Like, it takes you home in that last chorus, for sure. It soars, and then the strings at the end make the song feel really majestic. And that's kind of what ties it in where it feels like it transcends just being like, we're cool, we tolerate each other. Mm. Or like, I tolerate my life. It's like, I'm enjoying it. I've chosen this life. I've choose life. Not, here I am living, here I am existing. Like, I choose this. I want this. This is what I've always wanted. Now mm. I have it. So yeah, um, on a less spiritual, because I'm a mild uh, heathen, I'm joking. But <laughs> it's just interesting for me. That's what I got from like blind listening. All right, so what do you rate it? I'll give it a nine. I will give it a nine as well. Okay. Okay. The next song is Today, which was done by Mutia, Kisha, Siobhan, MNEK, and Gifty Dankwa. This song was actually assumed to have been the second single after Flatline. Mm. Um, the song has since actually been pushed as a focus track. And as of filming, 
It's currently featured on a few global New Music Friday okay. and other huge music playlists on Spotify. Mm -hmm. So this seems to be the one that they're at least pushing in those cases. Um, and MNEK also made it very clear in his post about the album that he felt this should have been a single as well. So he's <laughs> very proud of this one. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember when the first fan cams of them singing this came out back in 2013. And you could tell it was a classic mm -hmm. even from then. Because I think it's just a very powerful song. So even in those low quality videos back then, you could feel it for sure. Um, and this is also an uplifting track like mm -hmm. the last one. But I think the chorus is super fun to sing, as evidenced by that video that Keisha posted of me. Uh, um, and again, the lyrics are a little bit cheesy if you just read it. Mm -hmm. But the way it's produced and the melody of it keep it from being cheesy. Um, so I really do appreciate that. The bridge is my absolute favorite part. Harmonies are so good. The, the melody is so pretty. But yeah, this one's, this one's a good one. Oh. Yeah. You don't like it. No, no, not even that. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Because mm. the way you smiled, it was just very much like, very genuine. I like this one. Um, it's pulsing. It's like techno-y. has a little bit of an industrial feel, but not too much where it's like actual industrial genre. Um, but yeah, it sounds like 2000s. Um, like I think of, um, I forgot what, what, what producer did I smack my chick up. If you know what I'm talking about, it's smack, smack my chick up. I forgot what the producer's name is, but it's that kind of genre, which I do not know right off the bat. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice because dance music is making its resurgence. The whole nostalgia thing is working. So this song is like kind of like a mm -hmm. subtle single. Go ahead. I agree. Do it. Um, I like the two-part chorus. I just kind of just, you know, agree with everything you were saying, like vocally. Um, and I do feel like it's like a dancey version of No Regrets, which is not a bad thing. I mean, after the grandeur of the previous track, a dance party is welcome, right? So this might be one of my favorite bridges with the endings and the ad-libs and them going into their head voices with a unison before breaking out into that high note. Like the ending ad-libs also overlap so well. So a lot's going on, but not too much where you're just like, this is a cacophony of just mess. It's just like them taking turns and just making tasteful choices, not just to be like, eh, we're yelling. And I think like, wow, like, can you imagine recording in the studio? You, you get, oh my God, babes, you just killed that. I have to like, you know, step it up. That's a terrible accent. But, like, I think about rappers when they feature with each other, like, how many times they go back and forth, like, yo, so-and-so's verse was so good. Mm -hmm. They're all talented. It's inspiring to hear someone else hit this awesome riff. You're like, oh, I can't hit it like that one. I'm like, I have to hit a, a falsetto one. Or, oh, I got to hit this one. Like, ladies, if you guys do that in the studio, it shows. Mm. They weren't trying to outdo. It was trying to compliment. And it shows. So I like this one. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so with that being said, I'm going to give this one, a, for me personal, my own taste, a 10. Because I feel like I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one's up there. I think it's up there with all a lot of, a lot of the Sugar Babes classics. Mm. So I also give it a 10. Up next is A Victory written by Keisha Siobhan, Mitch Allen, Jason Evigan, and Sia. Mm, Sia. Yeah, Sia. She's making her way through the UK pop groups. You know, they had steps too. Yeah. Um. This totally sounds like Sia. Like, even if I didn't know it was Sia, I'd be like, this sounds like Sia. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing. She really does have such a signature, not even a signature sound. It's like structurally, lyrically, mm -hmm. everything. Melodically, it's crazy. Like, good for her. It's great to have such an established kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I will say, I think this song maybe feels the most dated of all the songs on the album. Again, as we know, these songs were recorded in 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that was... 
a big time for her. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, it does. Def- this one feels the most kind of of its time. Yes. A little bit. Yes. Um, also, I feel like Sia uses the whole war metaphor a lot. Mm-hmm. Like in a lot of her songs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, I do enjoy how there's almost just like multiple choruses here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think there's there was a lot of thought put into this. The synth during the... It's a victory. That like synth, right? First off, it does sound very dated. But I almost... Because I was listening to, t- to Titanium. Mm. And I was like, imagine if like a remixer got on this and really turned it and made it a full dance track. Mm-hmm. I think it would make a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. It's a victory. I don't know. It was something like not as victorious feeling about it as it should be production wise. And I don't yeah. know, maybe it's also because it was a demo and maybe it, it wasn't fully, fully done. Um, I'm not I don't know about that, but. I almost feel like I wish it got like a David Guetta or someone in there just to turn it into a dance song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Like you said, the songs sound like they're of their time. Um, like the synths and the chords were very popular tens of years ago. It's cute. We get it. But for me, it just feels like it just sounds so much like typical Sia, where it's like because she's now an artist herself, like you said, it just sounds like demoed versions of Titanium, Unstoppable, Chandelier, not really. But like it just for me, just almost too distinctive mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it was bespoke to sugar babes it doesn't feel like it was pushing their boundaries as a group you know what i'm saying like it's one thing to sit there and be like a prolific writer and have like this if you're not pushing this group's boundaries or like introducing um just a different kind of sound or structure or something that's really just like wow we haven't heard this from them then for me it's just kind of like yeah you're a name amazing i will never take that from her but it's just one of those things where i'm like this is not, for me, mm-hmm. what I would want to hear Sugar Babes doing if they were going to write a song like this and have, like, the full-on, like, I'm unstoppable moment. But here's the thing, though. Yeah. And I need to look up Sia's, like, the timelines mm-hmm. of her material. Yeah. If this was released back in 2013. It's the same time. Like, a year later or right. two years later. But can, yeah. I feel like this would have been a huge hit. It would have been, like, oh, my gosh. Right. But then I think it's because we're listening to it 10 years later mm-hmm. where it's now, like, oh, this is very of its time. So it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean. Maybe then, if they would have had the opportunity and the name, it would yeah. have been like, wow, it's not stronger. And honestly, today, and no regrets, do better mm-hmm. for what the oh, message is, you yeah. know? So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, for this one, I will give it a seven. How about you? That's what I'm sending you. Okay. Yeah. The next song is I'm All Right, which was done by Siobhan, Biff Standard, Seton Daunt, Ash Howes, Brad Ellis, and Ian James. And this was another one. I remember the live fan cams that came out of this one. Because, mm-hmm. again, it has the same thing as today. This really, like, empowering chorus. Mm-hmm. And, again, that really was even felt through these low-quality videos. Um, also, just a note, as the crazy fan, Keisha's vocal on this first verse is different from the demo. So I know a lot of us were like, whoa, new vocals. <laughs> so, that is so fun. To shout that out. Um, I love this one. Mm-hmm. I love the chorus on this. It's so triumphant. Mm-hmm. Like that. I'm all right. I'm like, like the way it's done. Again, it's not cheesy. Mm-hmm. It just feels very empowering and like personal. Um, and I just love that they've been able to write these songs without taking it to this cheesy place. It's just really, really great. Yeah. And, and I think the repeat of it like really 
makes it feel so internal as well, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Also, it's rare for us to get a Mutia bridge, right? She normally does the verses, and mm -hmm. this one is awesome, the way she layers over herself, and her tone is just so unique, as we've been saying. Mm -hmm. So letting her kind of take this moment where the production is kind of fully pulled back, and all you get is her voice layered mm -hmm. on top of itself, and mm -hmm. it just really showcases it well. Ah, oh, so good. Mm -hmm. But yes, um, this one really stands out to me as well. For, mm -hmm. Yeah, personally, mm -hmm. um, I would love to hear it live. I think it should get back on that set list, girls. <laughs> you know what? I feel like this one does what Victory was trying to do. Mm. And that's my thing. Like, they have a song and then the next one that follows after. Like, whatever the sequential choosing and picking was going on, it's just, it's good. But it also makes, like, the follow-up song right after it. Like, it's, like, we have good, but, but this is better. Or, like, this is, we have good, but we have something else if you like this style. So this one for me, Victory, again, I get it. It's about being triumphant and such, but this song does it a little bit more, I think, for me in a personal way. Mm. I like it a little bit more um, because it's like singing about wanting to find peace and win in life, love, whatever. Just you want to win. You're tired of just being a victim and becoming the victor, right? And I love the organ used in this one for sure. And I think at the bridge, what made it really interesting for me is that the ad lib sounded like a heart monitor. Mm. And I was like, oh. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh. Like, I mean, Oh, that part really just kind of reminds me that at this point, they don't have to have bells and whistles because they are, again, the feature. They are an instrument. And then the repetition of I'm all right, like you said, mm -hmm. it does drive home the point, but it reminds me of Survivor, the live version. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. You hear it over and over again. You start to believe it until you ultimately live in that truth, which is why I was kind of harsh on victory because mm -hmm. they can do it. This pushes them to a whole other level where you don't hear them like chanting, I'm all right, or chanting songs all the time. They don't do that, right? Mm -hmm. This one is just over and over again and you get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I get the other one was more dancey, but this one has good momentum behind it too, yeah. right? So again, that's, that's kind of where my scores are coming from and my critique. But honestly, <laughs> this one's a good one, man. I agree. Put it mm -hmm. back on the set like so when you guys come or I can go over there, I can see it. Yeah, come to New York. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Ware did it. We would love to see y'all too, okay? Y'all have fans out here. <laughs> so, rating-wise, I think I would give this one, ooh, dang it, I'm going to give this one a 9.5, 9.5. I want to say 10. Okay, I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I, I will give a 9.5. Ah, this is so hard. I'm trying to be, like, not just giving a 10 to everything, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to, like, think of what my 10s are and, like, where I place yeah. everything. So, yes, yeah. 9.5. This is so funny. <laughs> Up next is I Lay Down by the Sugar Babes, all three members, Paul Sims and Cameron McVeigh. And this is a song that was actually mashed up with Kendrick Lamar's Swimming Pools, parentheses, drank. And it did get some attention on the internet and on radio, but it was never officially released, likely due to sample clearance issues. Which stinks, but also, I mean, SoundCloud is a great place to kind of revive or like put stuff out and not really like, to see litmus tests, that's a great place to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they sounded really good on it, too. That's how I actually, I think I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so obviously the version that ended up on the album is not the mashup. Right. It's the original version. Mm -hmm. um, but the mashup is just such a cool idea. They did perform that version mm -hmm. on one of the older tours, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, it does take away some of the emotion <laughs> of the actual song itself. Yeah. But it's a cool idea. And it did, I remember it did go mildly viral mm -hmm. um and like yeah radio was just playing it without having it officially released so mm -hmm. it is unfortunate i think they did try to get it for sample clearance 
But, you know, Kendrick's team, it was still a pretty new song at that point. You know, I think they just didn't approve it. So that's too bad. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, Um, I had hammered that mashup version to death as well. Like I so it's almost again, like Mm -hmm. no regrets. It's almost weird for me to listen to the regular one. Yeah. Um, But I have grown to really appreciate this proper version since then. Um, although I still wish they managed to release the mashup because I think it's a great song to share with people to like let people know about the Sugar Bays yeah. a little bit. Um, and I think it could have made a big impact. But this song is definitely, I think, one of the most unique songs on the album um, in every way. The verses already are just so unique. There's such a weird syncopation to it and the melodic choice. Mm-hmm. You get this kind of, I mean, you get Mutya living in that low tone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's just very, like, emotionless in a way, the, the way that she's nonchalant. singing. Yeah, nonchalant yeah. is a great word. But then you've got, like, these, like, echoey background vocals. And you've got Keisha coming in on the octave stacked on top. So it's just a really cool verse. And then there's something just so haunting about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, in feeling. But then the lyrics are very warm. Like, they reflect almost, like, you laying in like the most comfortable bed possible and just being like the most comfortable you've ever been mm-hmm. mentally, physically, mm-hmm. just in your life. Mm-hmm. But then the song feels haunting. Yeah. So it's just a very weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, and I think this song showcases their blend. Yes. Amazingly. Um, like if anyone asked for a vocal show- showcase of theirs, I would include this song on that playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been listening to a lot of Siobhan's solo stuff recently. Um, this song totally feels like it could oh. fit on one of her albums. Her That bridge uh-huh. literally could be on her own album. So that's yeah. really cool to kind of feel that influence yes. now being in the group as well. Yeah, I agree. I actually have that written down myself. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. make a note of that, make a note of that. Um, you know, Mookie on the lows and the grooves, you know, like the ones and dues, but she's on the lows and the grooves. Um, she is very much unreal. Hearing a true alto in like tone and pop is really rare, especially in the West. Oh, it's just it's weird. Cause I mean, I get it. We all like the high, bright things, and it just mentally is what we connect to. But when you have someone that's that good, right? But she's so like, warm. Ex- that's what it is. Like a lot of other altos and groups, they're mm-hmm. very thin. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. She's she's full. Like she, she is very full voiced down there. That's what I'm saying. Her, there's none like her. And if you do sing, like I sing low, I have to kind of add a little bit of like a Tony husk. Hers is just like I open my mouth and it came out like mm-hmm. this. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I yeah. have to add that certain texture there. Where hers is out the womb, whatever, whenever it developed, girl, it's there and it's nice, right? Um, and it's interesting that you say that it feels like someone's laying in a bed. Mm. because of the hauntingness i think again the, the pathos the ethos whatever you want whatever word you want to use to convey the emotion of it i felt this is my final resting place when i look back on my life i've lived a long life living regret-free a legacy of love what did i leave behind because certain lyrics like power is a game um is one of the lyrics and i'm like thinking like maybe the narrator is done playing in the rat race uh-huh. of life and i just think it's interesting that even in the the bridge, she's like, um, Siobhan says something about like, no more bad pennies in her life. Like you let the people that cause you toxicity or anything in your life that does not serve you is gone. And so when you look back retroactively, retrospectively, excuse me, you can appreciate it. So when I do lay down like the final quote unquote resting place, I can say, I lived a good life. I have good people around us, around me, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I took like the more like hyperbolic, extreme, very on the nose. Again, kind of spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It just serves that purpose in a way where you're just like, you're not getting preached to. Mm. And I think it's a good reflection on how I would like to life to be as I age, you know, full of love, tranquility, and good company. Um, so I think what's interesting about the verses, which you were mentioning, was that it's kind of same notey, but not in a bad way. It's almost like kind of like no, yeah. drilling in your head, like da 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 I'm, I'm singing the wrong melody, but it's just like kind of just very steady. You're listening to it. It makes you focus on the words. There's no extra like, Brill on it, um, unless she wants it there, and it feels very hypnotizing. Mm. So you get Great drawn word. in, and it drives a point of life being monotonous without finding the place where you really want to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think about memories, and you know, mm -hmm. so I definitely like this one too. I think you're right because it is so different and it's unexpected. Mm -hmm. Again, pushing the pen, pushing the 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 not the boundaries, but pushing the group to do something different where it still sounds like them or feels like to me as a new friend to them and holds true to what they're trying to convey mm -hmm. and not what someone else usually does on the regular sorry see ya you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so <laughs> yeah so yeah this was a huge standout to me i will give it a 10 how about you yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a 9.5 though because i took it was a grower for me mm. yeah <laughs> yeah awesome all right so we're actually at the last track of the standard edition of the album mm -hmm. if you want us to do the deluxe tracks let us know i personally think we should just do a deluxe episode of all the deluxe tracks from all the sugar babes albums Cute. you know Cute. But let us know what you want um but yeah so the last track on the standard version of the album is back in the day this one was done by mutia keisha siobhan james murray and mustafa omer and it has a sample as well. Yes. Yes. It is of Back in the Day by Ahmad. Mm -hmm. Yes. What a cool sample. Yeah. First off. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, as we had discussed in our Pop 101, mm -hmm. the Sugar Babes have had a very tumultuous career. And this song does such a beautiful job of capturing how awesome it is that these three have found each other again. Mm -hmm. And they are the Sugar Babes. Yeah. After yeah. everything that they've been through. And you can really feel that like... I don't know what the right word is. It's like just this very satisfying moment that the three of them have found each other again. That's the word satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, the sample, it's interpolated so well. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you didn't know back in the day, you wouldn't even think that it was something else. Like it fits right in with the melody. Yeah. It makes sense with the rest of the lyrics. It's just this is how you do an interpolation. Ooh. Like it's really cool. There was actually a version of the song that leaked that didn't have the sample, I guess maybe just in case they didn't get it cleared. Smart. But I'm really glad that they've managed to clear it. So yeah. thank you, people, publishers, for everything. <laughs> um, and again, we do get a little British accent in this song, Keisha's voice. Mm -hmm. Forgot our books. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but it makes me smile every time because it kind of just comes out of nowhere and then she goes back to, you know, American, the American kind yeah. of pronunciation. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I really appreciated that. Forgot books. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the production is really nice on this one. Again, it feels mm -hmm. just very satisfying. Yeah. It's very simple. And it, again, it really does make you just tune into the lyrics and to the vocals. And they're all they just all sound so warm and reflective in the yeah. way they're singing it. So just a perfect end to the album yeah. and really just to cap off such a successful year. We've had just soon, hashtag soon, as the operative word for like what is going on with the Sugar Babes. And so to have them do yeah. all of this yeah. on 2022 and then finally end it with them releasing this album that they just had yes. in the vault. Like just sitting there for 10 years, you <laughs> yeah. know. Oh, man. Yeah. What do you think? You know, me, I grew up. Okay, I'm not grew up. What's up? 
I was very young, like not even forming words when this song came out. But I know the I know this version because it also sampled Teddy Pendergrass, Love TKO. So again, I grew up with this sound. So hearing this, and like you said, in the interpolated version, I was like, wait, wait, I know the song, but wait, hang on, wait, wait. I had to look it up to yeah. verify whether or not I was like, did they write the chicken or the egg, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's interesting because it's just like, because I know it from my own childhood and to hear them singing about their childhood, it like it brought me back, brought it full circle and then brought us back to now. And again, like brings us on that timeline mm-hmm. trip that you've just mentioned. Um, I like the storytelling of the songs. So if you like really focus on a lot of the other aspects, I think the storytelling as well, along with the accents kind of switching out, makes it feel like you are back there with them, with the books and such, you know, right? Because the second verse I do enjoy a lot because um, it's mentioned that they go from the studio to school. Like, oh, I remember being able, being unable to attend certain events because I was rehearsing mm. or like not being able to go on the, the field trip to a different country because I was, you know, musicals or whatever. And it's just, you don't regret your life and those choices you've made, which is what they said, because you spent time doing what you love. Because uh, it's like now you have all these firsts to experience and memories to learn from as you grow older, like that 360 turning, as they mentioned in the song. Mm-hmm. So your life becomes like, again, this full circle moment, which they literally said, which is cute, the 360 turning. Yeah. Um, and I like the warmth of the vocals. Like the song sounds like, sounds like a true ending to the project. And I'm sure that they wanted to release like years ago. Right. Mm. But it's nice to have it and still, again, sound really good. It doesn't sound dated. Um, and I'm not sure if, if that's because of the nostalgia of everything or it's just because they just, for me, they didn't really sound old. Mm-hmm. Um, even the way the songs are arranged, it doesn't sound old. It sounds like a particular style, but not old. Um, and I mean, after being separated for so long, I'm happy that they were able to reunite. It's mm-hmm. really meaningful because. Not many of us get to get the chance to mend fences. Yeah. And they've done it sonically, professionally, mm-hmm. like legally. Mm-hmm. So, again, everything literally was like open, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Soon. Yeah. Now. Soon is now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, soon is here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So I, ooh, this is a hard. This album is such a strong album. Mm-hmm. I... Ooh, okay. I guess in the grand scheme of the whole album, I will give that an 8.5. How about you? I was going to give it an 8. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. So that concludes the album review, but we're not done yet because it's time for the cut or keep section, which I'm very interested because we leave these as a surprise for each other. We don't know what we're going to choose. I want to let you go first because earlier okay. you were, he, Chris was saying that he's like, I'm very curious to know if we have the same one. I'm curious to know if we have the same one too. Okay. All right, so Chris. I think we don't, but okay. No, no, okay. So Chris, what song do you want to cut? I will cut Victory. Yeah. I feel like it's just of its time. So I think back then it could have been a huge hit for them. Yeah. I think now, not as much. No, you know what's yeah. funny? That's my cut. Really? Okay, so I thought you were going to choose Summer of 99, just yeah. based on your comments. Yeah. I know, but you know what? Since he said victory, summer of ninety nine, you can get stepping. I'm no offense, but you can go. Oh, I disagree. But yes, okay, <laughs> for cool. me, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Okay. If it wasn't um. Like... Okay. So keep then. You go first. Oh shoot. Okay. So keeping. I think I'm going to keep today. Mm. Today. Oh my god, I love mm-hmm. it. It's so good. I think again for my personal taste, what I grew up listening to, and just sound wise, I like it a lot. 
So I would keep that for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. You? Ooh, this is hard. Okay, so it's between two for me. Mm. Um, It's between Love Me Hard or I Lay Down. Mm. Um, mm. And I will make my decision right now. <laughs> right after this break. <laughs> okay. I will choose I Lay Down, actually. Oh, um, I think in the whole breadth of the Sugar Babes discography, going from the first album and then everything that they went through, I Lay Down is such an interesting addition to the discography. And it really does stand out in the album. So, yeah, I'll go for that. Okay. That's a hard choice. Okay. <laughs> All right. So any overall thoughts on the project as a newer Sugar Babes fan? I want to say Sugar Babes are the best group. I like, I mean, out of all the groups that you've introduced me to, I, I almost hit the note. It's very low. Yeah, that's low. Great. Girl, you're good. Um, uh, but, you know, I think as a, as a, you know, as a casual, essentially, because mm-hmm. I'm not like fully immersed as, you know, um, I like it. I want to see what they do next. Like, I want to see what would happen now that they got everything back. Like, they, once you've fully yep. formed the circle, what can you make inside of it now? Mm. And what can you release? Because they seem like they want to. Yeah. They seem ready. I mean, and there's people who respect them, mm-hmm. who know that they're good for whatever it is that they, you, oh, you're good for a girl. Like, legit, you don't need an IOU with them because they will always pay in full. You know what I'm saying? Vocally, performance-wise. So I really want to see what happens next. Um, are you keen on anything in the sense of like, they, they say, hey, Chris, you know, keep on the lookout. We have some extra music. It's a terrible accent. <laughs> um, well, first off, as a huge Sugar Babes fan since I was a kid, mm-hmm. I do just want to say thank you for finally releasing this. I'm sure there was so much work that went into figuring out the licenses. They had the label deal. They had to get the Sugar Babes name. There was so much. And, and you know, we as diehards knew all these mm. songs and they had leaked, unfortunately. Mm. You know, like it really sucks when music leaks. Um, and so to finally, again, just have these out, it's just really satisfying. As a fan, I'm sure for them as well, it's a really nice yeah. way to just finally close that chapter mm-hmm. of that whole yeah, Keisha Siobhan era. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of future stuff, I didn't ask them anything at my, at my meet and greet. Mm-hmm. But um, first off, please come to the U.S. I think you could totally do a couple venues over here. Um, but yeah, so they have already have a lot of plans for 2023. They have an Australian tour, which they've never toured in Australia before, which is awesome. More summer festivals. They've announced the biggest headline show they've ever had in their career at the London O2 in September. Mm-hmm. There's been news reports of labels fighting over them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think with the label thing... Surely it would just be a licensing thing at this point. Like we have full creative control. We own everything. Mm-hmm. Don't make the same mistakes as last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be, I'm very curious how they will partner with the major label if they do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. I think with some of the songs I saw them released like via like a very like a like a distributor, like a CD baby tune core yep. kind of thing independent go yeah. off go off so mm-hmm. at this point just distribution like hey can you help us mass produce and mass okay reach go ahead ladies mm-hmm. yes. But yes i'm so excited and thankful as a sugar babes fan i hope i get to see them again very soon yes yeah i hope i get to see them at, at all mm. you know i'll see you on the stage ladies <laughs> awkwardly saying we're really meaning it um but yes uh sugar babes fan we haven't figured out a name yet I've got Sugar Boys. What was it? No, it's the, the Salt the Fellas. Salt, the Salt Fellas. Yeah, that's terrible. But you know what? <laughs> or the Sugar Cubes, because Alexa thinks. No, that's, that, a, that's another group. That's already that's something else. Sugar Lumps. So what do y'all all think about? Is that a thing, too? Sugar Lumps? 
Oh, yeah. dang it. Well, either way, fans, what do y'all think about this album? Which Sugar Babe album should we review next? Should we do the deluxe version, like the master deluxe list, you know? Or we'll go great. back to One Touch. Oh, yeah. We have reviewed Angels with Dirty Faces, so definitely go check that out if you haven't. You can also join our crew on Patreon to hang out with us. And please comment below or message us at CCTV Pops on all social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications for our YouTube channel. And if you're enjoying our show on the podcast platforms, please give us a follow, rating, and review. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Jan. And that's us signing off from CCTV, the nonstop pop show. That accent, Paul the Cat's platform.